Well, good morning, everybody. It's so good to see you. Thanks for coming out on Labor Day weekend. I've, I've never met you before. My name is Mike, and it's an honor to be here with you. Would y'all thank Grant and Jen for sharing this morning? Wasn't that good? That was so fun. So today we're going to continue our playbook series. This will be our fifth week, and today we're going to talk about fundamentals. So I'm going to let you get ahead of the curve a little bit. I want you to take your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 7 is where we're going to be right there at the beginning of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 7. Um, if you have your physical Bible, some of y'all I know brought that today. That's awesome. But I also want you to do me a favor. I want everybody to pull out their phone real quick. Just pull out your phone. You're legal. All right, pull it out real quick. Don't check scores. But do pull out your phone real quick. Go, we every week we talk about the North Star Church app. Now, here's why the North Star Church app is so great it has everything, it has the sermon notes. If, if you experience a crisis on a Tuesday and you're like, I would love to get in a prayer request, but I don't know, I don't have a little card in front of me, I don't have one on my playbook outline, you can go to the North Star Church app, type it out, and it comes directly to us. You can sign up for events. Everything is in that app. So if you go to the app store and you go to North Star Church Georgia in the app store, it's a free download. It's a, just a great way to keep up with it if you're like, I have a flip Nokia phone, I can't help you, all right? And so, but anybody else that's got an iPhone, you can go right to that app, and it is a great, great way to follow along. You also got your little playbook outline on the way in today, and that will sort of be our guide as we talk about fundamentals today. So, right in the middle of football, the beginning of football season, I brought a baseball bat, and here's why, all right? Let's talk, let's talk about this real quick. Um, yesterday kicked off college football. How many of you, your team won yesterday. Oh yeah, congratulations. So here's the hard part, here's the hard part. There's all kinds of people cheering for different teams in here. We've got Hokie fans, we got Cavalier fans, we have Blue Devil fans, we have uh, Eagle fans down in Statesboro, we got Panther fans downtown Atlanta, we have volunteer fans in here, we used to have Oregon fans, all right, there's all kinds of people cheering for different teams, right, there's some Georgia Tech fans, we had not played yet, everything's looking good, all right, and so you got Georgia, I don't care if I missed the team, I'm not really sure, but anyway, so, but there's all kinds of fans, and we all disagree, and even in high school, I mean, we have Hoyas, and we have Wolfpack, and we have Mustangs, and we have Buccaneers, and we have Eagles. Eagles, we have all kinds of teams around here, but one thing that unites us is we're all Brave fans. Can we agree on that? We're all Brave fans. Okay, very good. Had somebody come and say, I'm a Met fan. I'm like, how did you end up here? All right, I don't know how that works. But anyways, um, in baseball, sort of capitalizing on that theme, it's probably the sport I understand the best, there is a practice called a PFP. PFPs in baseball are pitcher fielding practice. And there is a bat called a fungo that coaches use to hit PFPs. So these gentlemen who make millions of dollars playing for the Braves at spring training, they're on a mound. There's a ground ball hit to the first baseman, the pitcher. He goes through his motion, ground ball at the first baseman. He runs up the line and they practice They practice. The, the first base to making the toss to the pitcher, pitcher tagging the bag. Why? Because in the heat of the game, you want it to be muscle memory. You don't want to have to stand on the mound to think about it. You want to rep it so many times that when the ball is hit, your instinct is just to go to the back. And so from 
professional baseball all the way down, and even wash the, the third base coach for the Braves, the infield coach. He'll meet the pitchers out there, and they'll just re, they'll rehash it. Why? Because they want it to be instinct. So three times a week at the local high school where I help, my son and I work with the pitchers, and we do PFPs. It's what we do. I did it in college. We do it with our high school kids. Two couple years, I'm just going to say, a couple years ago, I don't remember how long it was now, a couple years ago, we do it three times a week, and we got towards as April, getting towards the end of the season. We had one player who was a pitcher just started arriving late because he knew we were doing PFPs, and he's like, Coach, I have done them a thousand times. I know what to do. I know where to be. If I'm late, it's not a big deal. All right, so that's April-ish. May-ish, we're in the playoffs. It's packed. We're in the heat of the battle. Ball is hit to the first baseman. Guess who didn't cover first? Y'all got any idea? I will leave him nameless because I'm still mad. All right. And so guess who didn't cover first base? Well, the kid who said, I don't need to do it anymore. All right. And we had a nice uh, meeting and prayer in the dugout when he came back in because... In the moment it counted, he missed his chance. It cost us. cost us the game. That run came around and scored and changed the entire series that we were in. Fundamentals matter. I want you to write down this little quote, and we're going to dive into our outline. Ready? I will only play as good as I prepare. Today is a prep day. Today is a day we get down to brass tacks of what matters in our spiritual lives. And here's the hard part. Sitting in this room today, watching online today, some of you have been walking with Jesus for 30 years. Some of you have been walking with Jesus for 30 days, and some of you haven't been to church in 30 years. So we've got literally everything under the sun represented in this room. But here's what I would tell all of you, whether you hadn't missed in 30 years or you hadn't been in 30 years, it's the fundamentals that work, and it's the fundamentals you need in your spiritual life to get you where you want to go. So on a call that I do every Monday, I had a gentleman text me this thought. It was very interesting. He said, he's a Major League Baseball scout. He said, I am a professional in my career. This is what he said. But spiritually, I can't get out of A-ball. I just can't put it together spiritually. Today is about putting it together spiritually. Would y'all stand with me today in honor of reading God's word? I'm going to put the bat down so I don't start pointing, all right? And so I don't need any uh, need to be swinging that. Hey, there we go. All right. Ooh, all right, here we go. Matthew chapter seven. So let's set up where we are. Jesus' very first sermon. He's been around for all of eternity with his father, but on this day, he is now sharing as a teacher. And there's a group. So it starts in Matthew chapter 5. And now here we are in Matthew chapter 7. It's this one sermon that Jesus is giving to the people that are listening. It's very interesting what he says. 
anyone, verse 24, who listens to my teaching and follows it is what? What's the next word he uses? They get it. That's basically what he's saying. Anybody who hears me, they listen, and then they do what it says, they're wise. And then he compares it. It's like a person who builds a house on a solid rock, a solid foundation. So a person who hears it, does something with it, they're a person who's built their house on a foundation that lasts. And listen to what he says. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on a bedrock. Look, look and he makes this comparison. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is what? What's the next word? So he says, if we do it, we are what? You're guessing, all right? If we do it, we're what? Wise. And if we don't do it, we're what? Listen to what he says. Anybody who doesn't obey, it's foolish. They're like a person who builds their house on the sand. So I got one building their house on something that can hold it. I've got another building their house on something that can't sustain it. Everybody knows you've got to have a foundation to build. Listen to what he says. And when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse and it will collapse with a mighty crash. Today, these fundamentals are for us to put away so when the time comes, we know what to do. Would you pray with me? God, speak to us. God, teach us. God, show us. And may we say yes when you do. And Father, that is my prayer, and I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you're seated, find three people around you. They're the people that were poor like you and couldn't go out of town. All right, do that real quick. Say hello to them. So this story is really interesting. <clears throat> this story is really interesting because there were two houses built very differently. One house was built on a rock and one house was built on sand. Yes or no? Did both houses experience storms? Yes or no? Okay. I think in our minds, we go, if I do what's right, and I read my Bible, and I do all the right things, that I won't face storms. Ladies and gentlemen, we all face storms. Here's the other hard part about storms. We never know when they're going to show up. Within the past week and a half, it's so funny. Two weeks ago, I made a comment to Anna. I was like, I have not done a funeral, I don't think, since summer. Two weeks, I will be a part of my fourth in two weeks, storms showed up unexpectedly in three of those four. Just unexpected. The winds hit, the waves hit, the storm blew, all equal. The question of how they sustain it is the question of what they're built on, right? Can we get an amen? Life's hard. Can we agree on that? Life's hard. It's just tough. 
It is not easy. How many of you are parents? Raise your hand. Life's hard. It's tough. And, and here's the crazy part. The crazy part is there's never an age where you stop parenting. You will always parent. You just, they get more expensive as they get older, but you, you, you just, you keep dealing with things, right? Life's tough. Jesus is strong and you're going to face storms. That's fact. So what do we learn out of this passage that fits where we are, right? What do we do so we're not left behind spiritually? Because some of us, all we know about the Lord is what we get on Sundays. That's it. And we just don't feel like it's enough. You know why you feel like it's not enough? It's not enough. There's so much more. You can have a relationship with Jesus and know him as your personal Lord and Savior and only meet with him on Sunday. All right, you can do that, but you're missing all it could be. Ready? Three things today. Number one, how do we get there? How do we put these things in place? Number one, study your playbook, period. Study it. Study the playbook. So in 2008, I got a phone call from a friend and he said, hey, I put your name in for an opportunity I think you'll really like. And the opportunity was to go down and be a visiting chaplain with the Atlanta Falcons. Not the chaplain, they have a full-time guy that does that. But you would go in a few times a year and speak to the team and get to be a part of that. Now listen, I grew up in Atlanta, lifelong Atlanta fan, good, bad, high, low, a lot of lows. But I always loved the Falcons, I loved them. All right, so I get this call, I go and meet with this guy, James Trapp, great guy, and uh, he's like, all right, we'd love to have you. And so they scheduled me for my first, it was a preseason game. And so I got scheduled for my first preseason, so I met him at the team hotel at seven o'clock on a Saturday night. All the players, they all come to the team, even though they live in Atlanta, they all come to the team hotel and they're all required to stay in the team hotel. So they started arriving around six. They walked through the lobby. They were at the time, they're not there anymore, but they were at the Georgia Tech Conference Center. And so I'm an early bird. So Casey and I are down there early and we're just sitting in the lobby, just watching these people walk through. And you know, all, I'm like, I know all of them. It's crazy. And they're just walking through the lobby. They got their duffel bag and they got all this stuff. And they come through the lobby and then they go up to their rooms. And then they come down to the second level. And on the second level, there was a defensive room, an offensive room, a special teams room, a team meeting room, and there was a chapel room where we were going to do chapel in a few minutes. And one thing I noticed as they all walked in, now this is an 08. Every guy had a binder with them. Every player. Every player comes walking in with a binder. I'm like, what in the world? And I, I peeked. All right. And so here's what the binder was. Don't tell them. But I peeked. And it said Atlanta Falcons versus whoever their opponent was. Ravens, Bills, whoever it was. And it was the playbook for that game. These grown men who made more money while they were sleeping last night than you will make in your life, all right, they were carrying a playbook. It was the craziest deal. 
And in that book was everything they needed to know about the game. Those coaches had scouted, vetted, watched film, got statistics, got percentages, and every position had something for them in that playbook. And their job was to know the playbook. So they knew how to play the game. So imagine Sunday afternoon, one o'clock kickoff, balls kicked off, first defensive series, the linebacker has no idea where to go. He's running this way. The play's going here. And you're like, that did happen. But go with me. All right, work with me here. All right, and so he goes the opposite direction, and the, he comes over the sideline, and the coach is like, why did you go there? He's like, I don't know. Coach is going to ask the question, did you know the playbook? If the player answers no, is it good or bad? Why? Because everything he needed to know was in the playbook. That's called being released. All right. And so everything, everything he needed to know was in there. There's no excuse. It's not the coach's fault. It's all on him for not knowing the book. Ladies and gentlemen, this sounds so simple. But dadgum, we struggle with it. Everything we need to know is in this playbook. But you got to open it. And you got to get in it. And you got to learn it. Imagine if a team for the game, I'm talking a game, a game, a football game. We'll just take football. For that game, if a team only practiced and prepared 30 minutes a week, it wouldn't go well, would it? It doesn't take a sports fan to know that. It's just not going to go well. You have one team prepares, one team doesn't prepare. What if spiritually we only learn 30 minutes a week? Listen, life's going to come at you. And when the winds come and the storms come, everybody look at me. And they're coming, baby. Well, Mike, it's not blowing right now. Oh, it's coming, right? I got to study the playbook. I want you to look with me. Look at what Hebrews says. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It opposes, exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. This word never gets old. I came to know Christ when I was 14. And when I read the Bible now, it's like I'm reading, oh, I've read that before. It's like it's brand new. Like, I don't even, I'm with you, but I don't know where to start. We have created a resource to help you start so you can get these fundamentals down. So you can, you can walk in and have a shot to learn what this is about. It's called Digging Deeper. And I want you to listen to Cole tell us about it. Welcome to Digging Deeper, where we help you lock eyes with Jesus and take a step towards Him. Here at North Star, we are passionate about spiritual formation, that we want to help you grow into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Dallas Willard says that the most important thing in your life is not what you do, but it's who you become. 
that that is what you will carry with you into eternity. And so that's why Northstar has created Digging Deeper, that we want to help you become more like Jesus. So Digging Deeper is a daily devotional that looks back at the sermon and the scripture from Sunday and digs a little bit deeper, goes a little bit further, and helps you apply it to your life. So right now, Mike's in the middle of a sermon on Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, and we'll also go through Hebrews. And so this week, we're going to have daily devotionals for three to four minutes that look at Matthew chapter 7 and some passages in Hebrews. So if you're looking to grow in your relationship with Jesus, if you're trying to wrap your arms a little bit more around the Bible, digging deeper is for you. So there's a couple different ways you can grab Digging Deeper. The first thing, you can have it emailed straight to your inbox every Monday through Friday. Or maybe you're a podcast listener and there's a three to four minute podcast that you can find anywhere that you stream podcasts. Or you can find a YouTube video, much like this, um, found on Northstar's YouTube channel. So regardless of how you choose to engage, I hope that you'll join us in the journey of locking eyes with Jesus and taking a step towards him. I can't wait. What I love about that is it's something we could all do. I think, how many of y'all, okay, let's just be honest, time out. Let's step out of our Sunday, hey, I've got everything together, to the, okay, this is just where I live. How many of y'all think and say, there are times I open the Bible and I don't understand it? Raise your hand. Okay, I'm going to be with you. There's times I open the Bible and I don't understand. That's why I don't do sermons off it. All right, and so there's just things I don't get and there's things I don't understand. Digging deeper is a way to take what we talk about on Sunday and help you live it on Monday. It's right there. In that app I told you about, you can go to it in the app. It is a great way. You got to study your playbook. If every day, listen, if every day you get up and you lock eyes with Jesus, you're going to like where you walk. You're going to like where you end up. You're going to like, whether you've been walking with Jesus for 30 years or you had not been in church in 30 years, if every day we start where we are and we lock eyes with Jesus and I just take a step towards him, you do that over a period of time, you're going to like where you end up. Study the playbook. Number two, we know of fundamentals to talk to your coach. The success or failure of a team is built on the communication that happens. You got to talk to your coach. You've got to take what you're thinking and you've got to say it. Now, spiritually, we call that what? Prayer, right? We pray. I want you to write down prayer. Here's the crazy part prayer is not for God to know you, prayer is for you to know Him. Prayer is not so you can let God in on what's going on in your life. No, prayer is for you to take the things of life and to give them to him and be reminded he cares. Listen to what Hebrews said. This is so good. Hebrews says it this way. So then we have a great high priest who's entered heaven, Jesus, the son of God, and let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest understands our weakness, for he faced all the same testings as we do, yet he didn't sin. So come, let us go boldly to the throne of our gracious God where we receive mercy and we will find grace. Everybody look at me. Here's a crazy part. Here's what God wants you to pray about. I want you to write this down. Everything. Everything. 
because everything matters. Everything. Well, Mike, it's not a big deal. It is to him because it is to you. See, when Jesus put skin on and he came to earth, it was a game changer because he gets what you're going through. But Mike, I am not happy with what God's doing in my life right now, and I don't want to tell him. <laughs> Listen, he knows. All right, let me let you know a little secret. He already knows. How many of y'all have gone through something in life that you thought wasn't fair? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of y'all have gone through something in life you didn't understand? How many of you have gone through something in life and you were mad at somebody else because they got something you wanted and let's flat out agree on it, they didn't deserve it? How many of y'all have ever felt that before? Yeah, read the book of Psalms. Read, read Psalms. That's David. God, I don't understand. God, where are you? Hello, God. Woohoo! I'm down here. I think you forgot me. God, do you even hear my prayers? God, do you even care? Do you see my enemies? My enemies get ahead. God didn't strike David down dead because he disagreed. God listened. He let David say it. You know where David would always end up? But God, I trust you. But God, I know you're there. And God, you're my rock. Prayer is one of the greatest unused tools that we have spiritually. But we don't know where to start. So today, on your way in, you were given this card. Everybody pull out this card real quick. It's a great tool Steve Roach on our staff developed for us about how to pray. Because just to be honest, and we're not going to raise our hands, but we're like, I don't even, even know what to say. We give you a way to say it. Take a second when you pray and just praise God for who he is. God, thanks for, the, thanks for the life you gave me. Thanks for letting me live in a free country. I don't know if you were at a ball field or outside Friday night. I don't know if you saw the rainbow. Friday night was just gorgeous. Everybody out here, I saw it posted everywhere. It was just unbelievable. God, thank you for just your faithfulness. Then return it to God right? Maybe you even say, there's just some things going on in my life, God, I'm not pleased about, it. I'm not happy about, it. I need to confess them to you. You return it to God. And then you ask God, well, Mike, I, don't, I mean, how do I know what to ask? Ask whatever you feel. It doesn't mean God's going to give it to you. It doesn't mean he's always going to say yes, but it's to be reminded, everybody look at me, he cares. And then we say, yes, God, whatever it is, God, yes. So we gave you a little filler here on the back. This is a great way to be reminded of how to pray. And for some of us, man, listen, we've been walking with Jesus and praying for 40 years. For others, this is brand new. Don't miss the opportunity to pray. For some of you, you're like, Mike, I love to pray. I'm a prayer warrior. I love to pray. We have a prayer ministry here at North Star that you would love that Mallory and Josh Neal, Mallory's on our staff and her and her husband, Josh, have such a passion for prayer. Do you know that before you walked in here today into Compass, your seat was prayed over? 
There were people here early this morning praying. We prayed over chairs, nobody sitting in on Labor Day. All right, and so they went chair by chair and prayed all over this room. For some of you, God's going to speak to you this morning. It's not me. It's because somebody prayed for you this morning. Somebody prayed for what you were going through, and they didn't even know your name. Here's a little story about this ministry. Check it out, would you? Prayer is a, a deeper connection to God. Rather than um, living in this physical world, um, I can be reassured of his love for me um, in the eternal world, and even to know that he's working behind the scenes. I actually was going through a time where I really, I didn't even know that North Star had prayer requests that you could send in. And I was kind of going through a transition with a job that I was really struggling at and I was really looking for some guidance. And I had actually sent in a prayer request thinking, oh, like I'm never gonna hear back from anyone. And then Mallory actually um, sent me an email. It was like this super heartfelt prayer, like covering my situation and, just like praying over like specifics of this position and everything and actually ended up getting the job. And then she ended up being a patient at the office where I was hired at. So I kind of put two and two together and was just like, I don't know, just she invited me like to the small groups and everything. And I just, I don't know, for the first time I felt like I had a place in ministry where I could plug in. When I got to North Star, I, um, had a heart right away to, to pray for the church I was at, to pray for the services on Sunday mornings. And um, so I just started gathering people to come and pray with me and my husband, Josh. And um, I, I was in a video position for about four and a half years and then um, got to actually step into a role on staff here doing prayer ministry, which was like a dream job. Like I never thought I'd actually get to as a job, um, lead a prayer ministry. So it, it's been really, really awesome to see and to get to build this ministry up. Um, but I would say prayer to me is, um, it's my relationship with God. So just like you said, Ms. Patty, like that is, that is where my whole relationship is, is in my prayer life with Jesus. And so prayer is where I receive from Him and then it's where I give to Him. It kind of, it took a long time for me to get the, realization or the revelation that, oh, it's, there's a, there's two parts to this is knowing his word and, you know, in knowing how to pray, um, because, you know, I mean, he loves those, uh, help me God prayers, but he also, you know, wants us to mature and be able to handle things as they are coming because, um, you know, these past few years have not been easy years and there's been a lot of trauma and things that we need to be dealing with and that lifeline is prayer is understanding how how he's working things out all for our good. I think that intimacy and prayer comes when you've really surrendered and really submitted the deepest parts of your heart to him, you know, and I just it's like throughout the past several years he would like ask, reach for my hand to like give, you know, to take something or to lead me a little bit further. And I just kept saying yes and yes and yes. And now um, I'm like so grateful for the place that I'm at with him, so. Yeah, having that continuous conversation with God about everything, like the little things, the big things, just anything that 
brings you joy or brings you like or makes you anxious just being able to be in like the heavenly realms at the same time as like being in our earthly situation to me that's like keeps me keeps my focus on him and not on like the waves of life joining the prayer ministry was just a natural you know i kept watching you um, go into the the sanctuary on sunday mornings and i was a greeter and i thought oh that is such a great idea to pray over every seat. Oh my goodness, that's so great. I just, I want people to get excited about prayer and want to grow in that with him, you know, because it's everything. <laughs>
the same direction. So I came to know Christ when I was 14. I'm 50 plus now. I could have walked with Jesus. I'm terrible in math, so we're not even going to do that. So I've walked with Jesus for a long time. But do you know that tomorrow morning I get a choice about which way I'm walking? And tomorrow morning, I can go this way. If I don't lock eyes with Jesus every day, I can end up in a place I don't want to be. And you don't need me to be. These fundamentals, whether I make $28 million a year and have braves across my jersey for a play at a high school and I'm in ninth grade, the fundamentals are all the same. It's the fundamentals that become a foundation when we do what he says. Whether we're beginning, whether we're in process, whether we're at the end. I don't want to be a foolish person. I don't want to build my house on something that can't last, nor do you. And here's here's my ultimate deal. I want this to be a church. It's safe to begin from wherever you're beginning from. Whether you just don't know anything or you know way more about the Bible than I do. We will spend the rest, everybody look at me, we'll spend the rest of eternity figuring out how much he loves us. So we're really all beginners. Would you pray with me? God, the one thing I can say about my journey with you, your mercies are new every morning. It doesn't matter how many times I've read it. It doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. It's fresh. It's the latest feed on my phone. God, I pray we'll be a church full of people who know our playbook, we talk to our coach, and we just do what he says. Even when it doesn't make sense. Your Hall of Fame chapter in Hebrews is full of people who did what you said even when it didn't make sense. May that be our story too. Maybe you're in the room today and you say, Mike, I don't know Jesus. You're talking about all this. I I don't know. But I sure want what all these other people have got. Can I lead you in a prayer? And it really isn't the words. It's the cry of your heart. It goes like this. Dear dear Lord Jesus, I get it. It's like the light came on today. I get it. I believe you live for me. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose again just for me. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my personal Lord and Savior today. Welcome home. Father, today, may every day we get a little bit closer while we're on this side of heaven till one day we get to see you there face to face. It's in Jesus' name that I pray.